Welcome to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Get ready to hear God, encounter the supernatural, and discover your destiny. Doug is a prophetic speaker, author, and coach whose message of love, hope, and having fun reaches people around the world. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Spirit Connection podcast. Doug Addison here, and I've got an exciting episode for you. I'm going to release a little bit of a prophetic word that's going to shift things over you, and then I'm going to bring on a special guest who's a good friend of mine who carries a mantle on his life that helps change people. And it helped me. He was my pastor a few years ago, and I'm just going to first release this. This is going to be an exciting time that we're moving into right now. God, open the doors, open the heavens. Oh, goodness, is this ever a time for the heavens to open over us? The Lord told me that this year, 2019, is going to be the year that our books open, but also it's going to be the year of the Lord's favor. It's going to be the year that heavens open, very similar to when Jesus launched his ministry in Luke chapter 3, verse right around 21 through Luke chapter 4, verse 21. The first thing that happened, he gets baptized and the heavens open. He was praying. He gets baptized. The heavens open. And the Holy Spirit descends on him. And also, there was more that came after that. The Father spoke. And I just say, right now, the Father is going to speak to you. The Lord is going to speak to you. And there's some, some healing that's going to happen in your life. Even in this episode, I'm excited about it. Well, you know, it's a time of major changes. I've gone through several major shifts in my ministry. Now, if you followed me over the years, maybe you came in during one of those. You know, I I used to do a lot of prophetic evangelism and outreaches. That's what I did, man. That was my assignment, you know. I was doing that all the time. I said I only had one message, you know. It was 10 hours long, but I only had one message. I took it all over the world for several years. It was an exciting time. Then I I had a shift. You know, it, it, it's good to do this. And the shift went after that is after I was out training people on how to, you know, give words of destiny. That's what we would do. I would teach people in a church setting on Friday night, Saturday morning, activate you really quick on being able to give encouraging words, prophecies for strengthening encouragement and comfort. And I would get everyone going. We would practice and then go out to the mall, and we would give words of destiny. It was amazing. We tried to speak non-religiously, and people were stunned at how open people are you know, to receive encouragement. And when we're not trying to cram Jesus down their throat, not trying, to, you know, not trying to close the deal, but when you're just there to build them up. The Lord told me that we were like vine dressers. You know, the Lord is the vine, you know. Uh, and we're the branches, and this is a time right now that God wants to release something new with this. So I went from there to saying, wow, yeah, I was making an observation about the church, not in a judgment way, but after doing literally hundreds of outreaches and interacting with, probably, gosh, probably 10,000 people a year, I was given probably 5,000 prophetic words a year, and in other words, I was out there a lot. And we're out there giving words of destiny to people. And I realize a lot of Christians don't know their own destiny. And, you know, you can you can give it away for a while, but if you don't have it yourself, eventually things might 
change on you because you really need to give away what you have from your heart. And that caused me to go into a season of learning how to become a prophetic life coach. And I went through a whole shift in my ministry, still did outreach and stuff like that, but I was then changed into more of the, hey, let's let's find a way to discover what it is that you were created to do and be. And I came up with some new workshops, wrote, you know, wrote a couple of books, and maybe you came in during that time because a lot of people were around me during that time. I also did some things, uh, you know, I was teaching on dream interpretation for a number of years, and then that shifted into the prophetic and shifted again into tattoo interpretation. That was that was amazing because we found out that many people have tattoos that talk about their destiny. And the Lord gave me a lot of revelation. I, if you want to know this, you, you could actually take my uh, online course it's called Prophetic Tattoo and Piercing Interpretation Online Training. It'll help you walk you right through it. I'm telling you, it's amazing. I don't even have tattoos, but a billion people do. And it, it's time to look up for the, the fields are ripe with harvest. Well, you know, I had another shift, and things changed for me, and God began to take me into heavenly encounters, and I started getting more detailed uh, prophetic words, not, not necessarily for people. I went from prophesying over people personally, you know, that 5,000 prophetic words a year, I, I can't even do that. I was doing 100 an hour, you know. I can't even do that anymore. I probably could, but I get tired. That means that the anointing shifted. Now I'm more of a times and seasons and heavenly encounters uh, shifting the spiritual atmosphere over people and places, and that's why I do the daily prophetic words. That'll shift you. You know, you get a daily prophetic word, and it's it's based on the word. It's non-religious language so that we could use it for outreach to people. But I tell you, uh, there's something going on right now, and God is shifting things. He told me this. This is the year of the narrow door, Matthew 7 is that you want to narrow your focus this year. You don't want to be so broad that there's going to be some things happen that's going to cause you to be able to get what God's doing. And I had to do this myself. Now, Normally, I, I have my uh, ways, you know, we, we have things that we normally do. And, and the Lord said, I'm going to shift things on you. You're going to need to now narrowly focus. I don't know if you can understand what I'm trying to say, is that maybe we had done some things in the past, like for me, you know, I get a prophetic word during the month, then I release it on my Spirit Connection podcast, we put it into a blog form, and it goes around the world in the written, and it's and it's in different ways. It's out on social media. You know, that's fine. But then the Lord said, watch this, I'm going to shift something on you, and I'm still doing that. But there's a change now. I'm starting to now travel a little bit more. I've gotten healed. I don't want to go back out on the road at all. I only want to go where God calls me to go, when he calls me to go. And that's why he's blessed me on the internet. I always say, I'm a stay-at-home prophet, but I do go out sometimes. But there's been a shift. I tell the story over and over because this is important to you. I wrote a book uh, last year at Yom Kippur, right after September 2018 is when I normally write my prophetic forecast. This would have been volume four. I wrote the book, and the Lord said, don't publish it. Don't, Don't publish it as a book. Instead, release it the way you normally do through these podcasts, through the Spirit Connection webcast, online training. Oh, my goodness. Had I not done that, had I not narrowly focused and been willing to change, I would have totally missed the Lord. And it was like a seed that exploded. And I, I just got to say this. God's doing something right now in your life. 
and he's going to bring things around that haven't made sense. And you're going to be all of a sudden going one direction. And I'm not saying God's going to change your direction, but all of a sudden the light's going to go on. And some people might need to shift directions. Other people will suddenly understand their direction. Many people are going to come out of the wilderness. God is moving so quickly. And he's moving all over the earth right now. We're about to step into one of the greatest revivals in history. But first, friends, we need personal revival. We need to be revived within ourselves. Just remember when I was doing all those outreaches and I, was, I said, you know, wow, you know, many Christians don't know their own destiny. Here we're giving words of destiny to other people. Well, that's what's going on right now. The Lord wants to move in your life. He wants to draw you closer to the Father you know, in the midst of all this, all the stuff I've been doing over the years, I have grown deeper and deeper in love with the Lord. My intimacy level with the Lord is, is as a, I tell you, we're as close as I've ever been in my entire life. I'm almost 60. My entire life is the closest. And it has to do with simply developing this time, you know, developing a time like understanding and getting healed of the Father's heart for you. God's not against you. He's for you. He's with you. God wants to really lift you up. And understanding the Father's heart is something that most people don't understand. And, you know, the Lord gets the bad rap, like for all the bad stuff happening in the world and and stuff like that. And people blame it on the Lord. It's not the Lord. That's the enemy. And so we need to get healed of our father heart stuff. And so I have a special guest who's coming on the broadcast, very good friend of mine for a number of years. His name is Brad McClendon. He's the founder of Living Vine Ministries. Remember I said we need to be vine dressers? Well, this is it. He's pastored. He's, he's been a trainer. He equips people working in the ministry. You see healings and miracles. Got an amazing prophetic gift. And Brad has the father's heart. He carries this anointing to heal people of their relationship with the Lord. Many people need to get healed of the father issues, the baggage we carry. He's also uh, just carries the love. He and his wife, Susan, live in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and they minister all over the world, church planters. My goodness, I, I could keep going. But anyway, I just want to bring him on the broadcast. Brad, welcome to the broadcast. How you doing, man? Doing good, man. That sure is good to hear your voice. I know. Uh, we uh, go we go way back. Yeah, totally. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't realize how Brad's really been instrumental in, in people's lives and at the level of his visitations from the Lord, you know, and, and the level of his prophetic words, but mostly, uh, you know, his ability to be solid, a, like a bedrock for people and to pastor all types of things. I always thought you're like a Swiss army knife. <laughs> you told me that a long time ago. Oh, I did. Wow. Yes, well, you know, the, it, it has a corkscrew. So anyway, you can have fun. And <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and your ministry. Well, we've moved all over. Of course, we're now in Myrtle beach, South Carolina, and uh, we've been here for a number of years and, fathering a church over here and got really good relationships with the guys here with Stephen Alls and Mark Twainy. And uh, over the years, uh, the Lord's really used us to be kind of oversight for other churches as well. And so 
I've gotten to a point where I've been in relationship with these churches uh, in in a way to where it's not ministry, it's just relationship. And uh, and I've noticed a big difference because I'm I've noticed the Lord's just wanted me to get to know them, not for ministry, but just get just to get to know who they are, and that and plus allow myself to be open with them. And uh, to be honest with you, the last five years watching this. The more I was open about myself, the more I was vulnerable, uh, they became vulnerable, and we started seeing the Lord show up just in being vulnerable and not being spiritual. And um, the more we started knowing one another in an intimate way, not for ministry, God started showing up. Wow. And um, now we're doing each year these, I, I, I have to name it, but... Uh, these leaders come from all over that are connected with us and I just get a beach house and we all just hang out together, you know, at the beach house. And, uh, sounds good to me. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone's got to suffer on the beach. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, I'll tell you something that kind of coincides with what we're talking about. I had our last, uh, what you would call leadership retreat had a pastor that I invited because I really felt like he needed relationship and uh, not ministry. You know, he just needed to hang out with some guys and just be yourself. And long story short, I brought him last year and uh, I can tell you as soon as he drove up, he started getting Nancy, you know, in his feet and we blocked him in. We parked behind <laughs> him. And he kept walking back and forth on the back of the, house there and uh i said what's going on he goes he said listen i i don't know how to have relationship and he started crying and he said if if y'all didn't park behind my truck i probably would have left wow he said because he said the power that i'm feeling among y'all's friendship is is very scary and he said it's not and y'all aren't here for ministry he said you you guys actually really love each other. And he said, Brad, you really love these guys. And I said, well, that's what it's about. Yeah. And he just totally just lost it. Everybody gathered around him, and uh, he just started crying. And, of course, he had never experienced this before. But, well, honestly, we haven't either, this type of uh, power that's showing up. It's, it's the real intimacy and glory of God, and it has nothing to do with trying to bring God to heaven. It has everything to, for us to be open toward each other, which actually allows God to manifest himself. Yeah. And, uh, and we've been kind of living this in the last three years. It's gotten very intense. The last year, it's gotten very intense on God's side as far as what's showing up as far as the Lord and the glory. But also, man, the intensity of the enemy, it does not want us to actually truly love one another. Right. He would much rather allow us to love one another for ministry or for an event or something else other than just loving one another. Exactly. And, uh, and if we ever get that close then it allows God to show up in our midst and basically confirm himself with the love that we have toward one another. Yeah. And, uh, and it has been honestly trying to speak on this has been difficult because um, it's so simple 
that, uh, how could I say it, the religious spirit, it says it's got to be more than this. We've got to have 12 steps, or we've got to have certain prayer sets, and we've got to do this, you know, and we've got to do that. But it's so simple that it's really offending the enemy. Exactly. And uh, that's, you know, that's the very thing he did when God made Adam and Eve. You know, in, in Genesis 1, after he made them, after they were together, that's the time when he blessed them. It, it didn't say bless, it blessed, it, he blessed him. It says he blessed them. Hmm. And then when they were together, the blessing of God was now able to be on the earth through relationship. Of course, we all say, we hear him say, be fruitful, multiply, subdue the earth, take dominion. Well, all of that was that, that nature and power of God that was manifesting between these two, and it caused that nature to go with them wherever they went. That's powerful. And they could, they could take dominion because they were one with each other. And, uh, and boy, the enemy did not like that. And so he had to try to divide them, not only from God, but he was trying to divide them from one another so that he could break that order that is in heaven. Because the same order that's in heaven manifested on the earth you know he said let us make man he didn't say let me make man so there was there was partnership in heaven to create and be fruitful and multiply just as it was he given it to adam and eve and uh what he said to them is what he was doing in the heavens before they were even born wow and the lord told me just recently he said i've never done anything on my own and I just stunned me. But then I asked him, I said, then you've got to show me, because I've, I've been a little bit blind to this stuff, but um, please start showing me in Scripture. And, man, he's just been opening the Scriptures up and, and reminding me that even his son, you know, when he manifested, after he gets baptized and gets tempted to be a lone ranger, he goes and finds his family first. Wow. In other words, he goes he goes and finds his boys, you know, his true relationship. Yeah, right, his disciples. Exactly. And uh, then after he found his relationships, that's when the fullness of the power could show up in Jesus' life. And see, I'm going to tell you, we've all, all always seen that Jesus was a lone ranger, but he wasn't. He had to have others because he had that in the heavens as well. Yeah. He's never done it alone. And I think the enemy wants us to still carry the same nature that he carried, the enemy carried, when he fell. And that's when he thought of himself. He broke rank of relationship, and he said, I, I will ascend, you know. And when he said, I will ascend, you know, that's when he broke rank of relationship, and that's when he fell. And that is the main thing that the enemy's trying to do. He's trying to, of course, you can see it manifesting our government. You can see it manifesting in the world. The greater the division, the greater the outcries that are going on, the intensity that we're seeing of division, you can pretty much measure that. And that's the intensity of union and love that's about to show up with people between one another. Yeah. Uh, this and, is uh, amazing, Brad. But, uh, you know, just the the understanding, you know, that 
the Lord operates in family, you know, and, and that's why, uh, you know, it comes under attack and, you know, the, the relationships come under attack. So about three years ago, did you just get this revelation or something happened about three years ago? It started five years ago. And then I, I noticed the last three years, there's been an intensity growing. There's been this, all I can say is an intensity of his presence an intensity of his power that is starting to manifest the closer we're getting with getting to the relationship that God has put in our lives. And, um, and I've honestly, I'll have to be honest with you, you know, because I've been in, of course, man, you both been in ministry for a long time. I had to lose some of my systems of how I'm supposed to have relationship. Cause I've always, you know, tried to gear relationship around ministry and I and I'm not trying to have a, any kind of blasphemy here, but or trying to surround it around God. And if it's around something, then it's the Lord. But that's the very opposite He wants us to have. He wants us to truly love one another, and that would be the Lord. And so there's a there's a total different mindset. Is that we've got to be known for our love for one another in order for even the world to know that He's alive. And he didn't say that we'd be known for our ministry for one another, but we'd known for be known for our love. And I asked Lord, I said, what does that truly mean? He said, if you're truly loving each other as you are, without any kind of hooks, I call it love without hooks. He said, that's when I start to come in the midst. And then everyone will know that you are my disciples because I'm going to be manifesting within your love for one another. You know, where two or three are gathered in his name, he's in the midst. But it's, we, we skip the gathering together. And together there means we have to have union with one another. Then, if we gather together, then, and we're close, and we're intimate, then anything we ask is going to be done. Because every bit of it will be out of pure love and not any type of hooks or hidden purpose or agenda that we have with one another, nor hidden agenda that we have with God. Exactly. You know, and I've asked the Lord to deliver me of loving him for, for something. Help me to love him just because I want him to be my friend. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You carry this now. I just, I remember this because, uh, I think it was about three years ago we were talking on the phone and uh, we were reconnecting after years, and around 2016 or so. And you prayed for me. The Lord was just reminding me of this. I don't remember what you prayed, but I do remember that it imparted something into me that I couldn't be in the position I was anymore in my condition, which was I'd been kind of isolated, you know, and I was out on Venice Beach with an office and and uh, doing outreach and stuff. But I wasn't didn't have a team, and I I had gotten cut off and. And the Lord did something, and he said, I want you to go back home, have your office at home, and I want you to grow uh, close with your wife. Now, we've been married 23 years and everything, but, you know, we weren't apart or anything like that. But now that I look at it, we've never been this close. And the same with the Lord. My office is here right in my house. I've never been this close. There's so What you imparted to me was the ability to go after that love. That's good. That's really good. Well, that's what we've got to have. I mean, 
And I believe that's where we're going. I believe that's the spirit of Elijah that's bringing us here. You know, Malachi 4. Yeah. That he would send the, the spirit of Elijah to us for the great and dreadful day of the Lord. That we would return, you know, hearts would, of the fathers return to the children and the children to their fathers. Yeah. But it says our hearts, we wouldn't return to each other because of, now you've got to hear this because of an event. We would legitimately start heart to heart loving one another, which would cause him to to actually be able to manifest between us. And uh, I've seen this so much in Scripture now, and I've, I've I've been overwhelmed by the humility of Jesus even more. I mean, you look at Jesus coming, you know, he comes into a synagogue, but we forget that his disciples are with him, and a man with unclean spirit, you know screams out and ask him to depart from there. You know, what do we have to do with you? You know, Jesus. And, and I asked the Lord, why did he start manifesting? And you haven't even said anything. He said, because the spirit that was in him saw the glory of God in between me and the relationships that I have. Papa was with us. Think about that. So Jesus had to have his disciples with him in order for the fullness of that authority that he gave even Adam and Eve in the beginning to manifest. Wow. And, and even the spirit could see it. That demon could see it. And so when Jesus walked in, he didn't just walk in on his own. He walked in with, with an alignment from heaven as it was in heaven, as family in heaven now is on the earth. And demons could not stand it because it released the true apostolic power of God. And uh, started choking it out before he even opened his mouth, which will tell us, give you a little bit of reflection of what happened with Adam and Eve when they would walk the earth. A lot of times they probably didn't have to open their mouth to take dominion because the glory of God was between them. And it was choking everything out that they put their foot to. And the enemy couldn't stand it. It was, it was driving him crazy, you know. And so he had to he had to divide Cornelia relationship. Now he's fine with us having relationship, but make sure we have relationship with hooks. You know, make sure we have relationship. You know, with certain judgments toward each other, hiding our agendas and all that. All that's fine. Just play like you're having a really good relationship, and that's great. But don't end up don't get naked toward <laughs> one another and truly love one another. You know. Yeah. Wow. And uh it's it's huge, man. There's uh there's one particular thing that you and I both know, Bob Jones, kind of our you know, our spiritual father. But uh lately the Lord's been reminding me of what happened with me when I when I met Bob. And because I was a little bit ignorant of all these things that about what God was trying to do the whole time. I, I didn't see it back then, but now I see it. I don't know about you, but when I met Bob, Bob Jones, my whole life went to a whole new height. You know, I started going to a whole new dimension. And, uh, and right after my encounter with him, sat down and I'll never get it. Moravian Falls, I sat down and I walked out of one room, he walked out of another, and he, he looked at me and he said, I've been waiting for you. And I sat down and he told me all of the 
visitations that I'd been having for almost two years. He spent like three hours with me. And uh, after that, things started just opening up. Power started manifesting more in my life, you know, and I thought, you know, it was because of an impartation and all of those things. And, and I, I've realized it had nothing to do with that. It had, I'm sure we have some impartation from relationship, but the relationship was the impartation. Yeah. Which manifested God. God was able to manifest himself in my life in a completely different manner so that I could go to those places where he dwells. And I'm going to tell you, could it be that if we all start really, you know, nurturing the true relationships that we have without any hooks and could it deliver us first and could it really cause God to manifest again? Yeah. Because I think honestly, our true love for one another is going to be God. But God's going to deliver us of all of our fears that we've been taught through religiosity, kind of hold our you know shields up toward one another. But there's going to be some they're going to drop their shields like you know Jonathan and David. Look at Jonathan and David; they were so close they could annihilate a, a whole army. What annihilated them? It was the power that manifested between their love that caused them to give give them the power to destroy a whole army. And uh, it's supernatural. But their love for one another wasn't for a purpose. It was just their love for one another, period. And it enabled God to be able to come in and be with them in his full manner. But if we're not in that place of raw love toward one another, an intimate relationship, it, it, it actually ties God's hands to not be able to manifest himself fully in the midst of us. Yeah, this is, I'm, I tell you, it's it's totally opened it up a lot of uh, understanding for me and process that I've been through and, you know, uh, just that, that intimate level. Remember, you know, when you were talking about your first encounter with Bob and I was there a little bit later, but it was during that time. And, you know, Bob used to, it was kind of hard. He would joke around and kind of, uh, you know, a little bit hard on some of the guys, you know. And But with me, he was gentle. He was never, ever uh, sarcastic, you know, to like his joking, like what he would do. You know, yeah, boy, you know, I'll tell you. And he would just be so gentle. He'd call me on the phone. And I think he just knew that my heart needed healed, you know, of those Absolutely. of those past things with uh, with men and with stuff like that. And it happened. And uh, I I'm just didn't even realize this, but after you prayed for me in 2016 and the Lord told me to move home and, uh, you know, and, and grow closer to my wife and him. And I didn't even know I was, a, I was, I, I didn't know I needed to be closer till I got here. And the first thing I said, so what do I do? And I'm sitting there in my office, you know, where I am right now. And he said, well, go get that journal that Linda wrote for you before you got married and gave it to you as a wedding gift. And I'm a journaler. I've forgotten about it, you know, and he said, I want you to read the journal. I want you to read the love letter that your fiance and your wife wrote to you over 20 years ago. 
And something melted my heart during that time. I, I melted. And then the same type of thing started happening with the Word of God. I started reading it, it. Yeah, like a love letter. Uh, not just to get revelation or to teach. Uh, I was in, in the uh, Song of Solomon type of place with the Lord that I'd never... I'll tell you that what you're saying here, there's an anointing opening the revelation for this. So what, what's a practical aspect for this? Man, it's it's so practical. I mean, it's actually just having a heart for one another and being sensitive. One, this is this is it's so stupid foolish, but being sensitive to our, each other's needs uh, and what we need. You know, it's kind of like uh, Peter. You know, toiling all night trying to catch fish, and Jesus is sitting. You know, in a boat, going to take a boat out and just off the land so he could speak. And then as he's speaking, he's looking, he's seeing that, you know, Peter's having a hard night. He just had a hard night. And so in his heart, he's not trying to do a hat trick. Jesus is not trying to do a hat trick. He had such love for Peter. And Peter had been with Jesus as friends. But he had such a love for Peter. He said, hey, let's go out into the deep. You know, yeah. launch out the deep. Let's launch out the deep for a catch. Because with you know, when you have two together in relationship, it's going to draw the glory of God to bring the provision. And so he's frustrated because he doesn't know really what's going on. Peter doesn't, and so they get out there, they drop the net, and what happens? It says, you know, he told Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply. So instantly, they start gathering fruit, and it starts multiplying in such a way that their boat starts to sink. So they give it. To, think about this. Peter is thinking about giving. He goes at other guys to come and get more what what he has, and they fill up their boats, and they start sinking. Now, well, you'd have to. You know, I'm a I'm a fisherman too, but. You'd have to know Peter, if you studied history, he was kind of rough. So you can imagine him calling these guys that had been out all night. There was guys out there on the water, which means they'd been fishing all night. Peter now doesn't even realize he's lost himself in love. And he's calling for guys that were basically take some of his business and he's giving it away. And the more love he gives away to them, the more it causes the fish to multiply. Wow. And it starts sinking the ship. <laughs> That's amazing. See, I think I think what's coming is going to be so big, it's going to sink our ships. It's going to sink the things that we've been forming. And we're going to need it. And when it starts to sink because of the love of God, we're going to do the same thing as Peter did. We're going to fall down and say, man, depart from me. I'm a sinful man. I didn't realize it was this good. You know? Yeah. Same thing with breaking the bread. I asked Jesus, I said, well, then what happened with the breaking of bread? He said, I was, we were fruitful and we multiplied. And he said, and I subdued the earth and took dominion that day. I said, how? He said, through our relationship with each other. If I didn't have, if I didn't have my disciples in deep relationship and I wasn't in relationship with them, that bread wouldn't have never multiplied. Because that's the way I did it in heaven. 
You can't have multiplication and the spirit can't move in its fullness unless you're intimately connected with one another. And he said, Brad, that was just, that was nothing. I knew the bread would multiply because I was in alignment with the way that I did it in heaven with my, my friends. And then it's strange that he'd had 12 baskets, which are 12 relationships that he had that were intimate. And I asked him, honestly, between you and I, I mean, of course, we're on a podcast, but uh, he took me there, to be honest with you. And when I started watching it, the smiles on his face, on Jesus's face with his disciples, it proved it. Because it says he handed it, he broke it, blessed it. See, blessed them. There's that going back to Genesis. He blessed them. Then he told them to be fruitful, multiply. So he's doing in that. He's doing exactly what he did with Adam and Eve. And then he hands it to his disciples out of major love. But we forget that probably 80% of those 5,000 people wanted to kill him. They were there to trip him up. And I watched the love that he showed to his disciples and his disciples trusting him to take the little bread that they had. And they went out there and gave it because they all trusted each other. And when they started doing it, and those people that were out to kill him, man, it broke out. They realized God loved them. And they saw God because of their love for one another. And then that's when the Spirit of God was, he said, you know, he was taking dominion. And he took dominion that day, and I've never seen it. He took dominion of that day of major spirits that were controlling people to kill him. Yeah, he shifted that atmosphere. That was amazing. Totally shifted it. And man, there was just a groan and a crying. Some would just cry out, say, I'm sorry, Jesus. Forgive me, Lord. You know, just weeping and wailing. I mean, it it sounded like it it was like a revival of weeping. That's what happened. And that day he did. He blessed them and he was fruitful. He multiplied, he subdued, and took dominion that day. But he did it through having a relationship with his boys. This is amazing uh, revelation and it's opening things up. And I mean, I didn't even realize, honestly, I could never put the words to what I just said after you prayed for me a couple years ago and that, you know, the Lord called me to go back home, take my office, then go back home and, and then just fall in love with my wife and him. I didn't, I didn't really tie these things together until we're talking right now. And also your encounters, those were encounters like I have, I assume that these were, were heavenly encounters, spiritual encounters where you were taken, you saw things that were in the word. Yeah. I mean, about five years ago, this, this brings up something. I shared this yesterday. I was sitting at a table. This is what blows my mind. The The kingdom of God's been so simple, we've overlooked it, you know. And uh, I was sitting at a table, and I was pondering, and I was sitting with several guys that I was really, truly connected with. But I didn't really, I was. More, it was more about ministry than, you know, uh, real relationship. And I asked the Lord in my head, I was just looking around and I was really stirred up. And I didn't realize I was stirred up because he's in our midst 
and God's stirring up in me because I've got these relationships. And, uh, and I thought this, I said, Lord, I want to go to other realms. Please show me these other realms. I want to go. And I was just kind of silently praying while we're waiting on our food. And I was looking around, I was, cause I was trying to look in the spirit, you know, and, uh, the guy, one of the guys said, what are you looking for? I said, well, honestly, I, I just prayed that the Lord would let me start going into different realms that he's created and to be able to experience them. They said, well, what's he saying? I said, I haven't heard anything. So I waited for a second. You know what the Lord said? He said, your realms are around the table. You asked for them a long time ago, and I brought them to you. Wow. It hit me like a ton of bricks. And I looked at the guys, and I said, you're not going to believe what I just heard. He said, what? He said, the Lord said the realms were around the table. And they started laughing. They uncontrollably laughing. And I said, why are you laughing? They go, my God, this is incredible. We've missed it. The kingdom of God is in all of us, and we're not getting open enough to even go into those places. Wow. So the realms were hidden still in a, in a flesh suit. I call it a man suit. And that's why, you know, of course, we all know the scripture, the kingdom of God is within us. But that's literal. And I think he's allowed some of us, like you and I and other guys that we know, to be able to go in the spirit realm to see things through the spirit. But we also come out with them. You know, you will always come out with major love. You always feel the Lord and all that stuff. And I asked the Lord, I said, man, why do I feel so great? Why am I, it feels so great being in these realms, being able to go here. And he said, I'm really behind all of this. I'm really wooing you to get in deep relationship with me so I can get in deep relationship with you. And then you can get in deep relationship with each other. And he said, and that's when you will encounter these realms on the earth and you'll be able to bring them. Yeah. So all of these realms that I've been, you know, been able to go into without relationship, it's, it's really been his mercy and kindness wooing me to get in relationship with other people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. And if my heart's not open, even for my relationships that God comes in and that brings into my life, then they won't be able to encounter it. And if their heart's not open to me, then I won't be able to encounter it. Because that's the way the Lord is with us. The reason we're encountering some of these things, we've missed it the whole time, it's because he's opened up his heart to us and instead of looking for his heart, we're looking for the encounters. Right. But he's been waiting thousands of years for some to bypass the encounter and take a hold of his heart. And I think that's the way we're going to do it with one another as well. Yeah, that is so powerful. You know, what's going on is a, um, a realm of glory is open right now. And the thickness, I, I couldn't even say anything. I, I actually just... It's been so thick here uh, in our conversation, and the glory of the Lord is open. The heavens just opened, you know, during 
this talk mm-hmm. and the anointing Brad carries and and when we came into agreement with relationship together, even while we're sharing our stories, the heavens open, and yeah. there's something imparting right now that you can't put your finger on, but it's supernatural. And Brad, I was hope, mm. hoping you'd be able to just pray and and bless or activate people, uh, however the Lord leads you. Absolutely, I feel it too. I really feel like the Lord's wanting to give us His mantle of love where it says put on Christ, but I don't think we've put on the fullness of Christ, and I really think he wants us to have this part. And I just I just pray right now, Lord, for everyone that would listen, listen to this podcast, listen to this interview, that they wouldn't hear us, Lord. They would hear you. They would hear your spirit wooing them into your heart, And Lord, I ask right now that this revelation of love, this glory, would cause their heart not only to move toward you in deep and intimate ways, but Lord, I ask that this love and this glory would cause there to be flashes of people, pictures of people that you've called them to be in relationship with. Show them the secrets of the kingdom have been lying within those people as well. I ask that you give them a love for not only each other, but Lord, I ask for all of us that you would give us the same type of love that you have for mankind so that we can carry it as well. Lord, you you laid down your whole destiny to love man, and it destroyed the enemy. And then you got everything. And Lord, I pray that every person listening would have an encounter of God's quantity of love that would totally open them up to you and open them up especially to one another, that we would truly be a people that would truly love our enemies, much less our friends. And Lord, I pray that every bitter heart that's gotten split every divisional heart that's gotten hit by whatever it may be, whether it be terrible relationships where the enemy just had havocs upon their relationships and divided them. Lord, I ask right now that you would give them a revelation of why they got hit in this area because you called that relationship and there was glory manifesting there. Lord, let them see it that way. I've asked, Lord, that you would have them put their armor back on, call out every warrior of love, that you would stand back up, you put your armor back on, and you fight for love. You fight for your brothers, fight for your sisters, not just because you love God, but because you love them as much as you love God. Lord, I pray for that. Every healing that they need, in the midst of this glory, in the, in the midst of this love, it's right here, Lord. Lord, I just I just see people just opening their mouth, and you're filling it with your love and your word. Lord, I just pray for Sarah right now. There's a girl named Sarah. You've had pain in your right side because you've been hit on your right side. And the enemies really tried to take you out. But Lord, I see the Lord putting his hand on your 
your side and he's healing you. I just command Sarah, get up and be healed. It's not time for weeping anymore, Sarah. Now it's time for joy. You got hit because you're going the right way, not the wrong way. So get back up and go back that right way. And Lord, I pray for anybody that's been having been hitting their heads, major migraines, clamps on their forehead. Lord, let this love just massage their minds and their heads and let them never to have a migraine again. I break every form of witchcraft and attack on these people. And we break this clamp of mind control right now. Some of you have even heard voices, and it didn't even sound like your voice. But tried to put memories in your head. It tried to control the way you walk. And we break that right now in Jesus' name. Lord, right now I pray that now you do the same as you did in the days of old. And you'd look down on us as we get together. And we would hear your voice again saying that you've blessed us and you've called us to be fruitful, to multiply, subdue the earth, take dominion. Let us hear that voice again. Let us see that relationships grow the same type you had. Not only in the garden with Jesus and your disciples, let us reflect heaven again, Lord. And Lord, I pray for strength, major strength for Doug. I pray for major strength in his blood right now, that there would be fire in his blood. Yes, Lord. Hmm. Even down to the kneecaps, to, to the joints of his legs, Lord, there would be major strength for his next run. I pray right now, Man, I pray, I pray right now, I feel it. There's an, a power of Elijah that he's given you to run the race. Like he, like he outran chariots, that type of power that you would forerun fast and quickly because we don't have much time. And the Lord would give you that supernatural strength to run way ahead, to keep running way ahead. And I break every... Uh, religious spirit that's tried to keep you back. Every religious spirit, yes, by sir. religious leaders, by back talk. And I pray right now that there would no, no longer be an eight ball, a black eight ball in your corner where the religious spirits tried to totally blackball you. I throw it off the table of life right yes, now. Lord. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. I throw this black ball off this table. Now, Lord, get him back in the game and let him win. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Wow. It's been amazing. And uh, there's a, a realm of glory is open as my really good friend Brad McClendon from Living Vine Ministries. And, Brad, just let us know how we can get a hold of you, anything you offer or follow you. 
Yeah, you can catch me on livingvineministries.org, or you can go to Facebook and look me up, uh, Living Vine Ministries on Facebook. We got Twitter, you know, Instagrams, all that stuff. But we we do a school. We're doing schools now called School of Life, and it's a week intensive to where <laughs> you have to be in relationship. And and uh, we've had some major glory showing up on these little schools that we're doing and we're doing one this february so if anybody wants to sign up you can go to my website and sign up for them you can either do it online or you can come here to myrtle beach so uh but the main thing i just want everybody to do is just keep going after the lord and allow the lord to open you back up and get back deep in relationship with the people that you know you're supposed to because i'm telling you that's where the glory is going to start showing up. It is going to start showing up. And don't let the enemy offend you to keep you out of them. Go after the Lord. That's exactly right. And a realm opened up of revelation. And the, yeah, I always say it's like a connect the dots drawing. A many dots just got connected for me. I didn't even realize this whole process the Lord brought me through after Brad had prayed for me to come back home so that I get in this deeper place. And what happened was I ended up having those 50 days in heaven in 2017, but it wasn't about going into heaven. It was about the intimacy that came out of it. And uh, it it came through intimacy and came out of intimacy. And it brought me to a place I've never dreamed possible. And uh, yeah, I talk about encounters a lot, but you've got to encounter the one. That the, the one you got to encounter the Lord, the Lord of love. That's why I keep saying to everybody, listen, you got to get healed of that father heart stuff. And I tell you this, you will want to listen to this a few times. I'd recommend playing it even at night or something if you're having trouble, because there's an anointing in a glory realm that's open right now. That's going to give you revelation. It's going to heal your heart. Uh, reach out to Brad and and, uh, and his wife, Susan. Get a hold of them. Go to his schools. Take it online. This is some good, good stuff, folks. We're so excited. Thank you so much, Brad. Thank you, too, Doug. I sure love you guys. Give your wife a hug for me. Yeah, looking forward to seeing you again. And everybody else, uh, part of our uh, Spirit Connection, Inlight Connection uh, tribe, we really appreciate you joining us in each week. All right, see you soon. Thanks for listening to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com.